Welcome to the W. Tonight, the Phoenix Suns get the W. 118 to 110 over our Minnesota Timberwolves. Wolves drop to 7 and 5. Suns improve to 5 and 9. My guest tonight, Scott Tamil, longtime friend. And uh, Scott, obviously, we were built for this as we learned that one time at Red Lobster. Yes, yes. Do you, you remember that? Uh, yes, a couple. We were at Red Lobster. It was the Endless Shrimp uh, <laughs> promotion. And we were, I believe at the time, complaining about Ron Gardner a lot. Oh, I'm sure. And then, if I'm remembering it correctly, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife left, were leaving. And the husband said something like, I agree with you guys. <laughs> I, no, I've been listening to you guys this whole time. You uh-huh. guys should have a radio show as if he was just a live audience member at a remote podcast we were shooting. Yeah, no, no, that it, we finally are making it happen now. Yeah, we found our audience that day. Yes. Hopefully so he's listening. Uh, um, so, I, yeah, t- Timberwolves lose 118 to 110. Uh, not good. We kind of came up with a like and dislike mm-hmm. column on either side. But before we jump into that, let's just kind of look at some stories going into the game. Jimmy Butler said that he was going to start shooting more. He was going to get back because we lost to Golden State. It's mm-hmm. time to completely alter his game. So yes. interesting decision there by Jimmy Butler. We had been winning. His stats, sure, they weren't filling up the stat sheet, but we mm-hmm. were piling up the W's. So why do you think he decided today's the day? We can't lose to Golden State in in Golden State. Something needs to change. Yeah, it was a little bit of a strange statement. I mean, it'd be one thing if he said, look, we've been sloppy on defense. I really need to, like, you know, really lock down guys or something like that. But the, the, it was, yeah, it was kind of out of left field. The Twitter, the Timberwolves, like, Twitter people also thought it was kind of strange. So, um... He, and he it, said he he's about winning. Yeah. And we were winning. There was one, one game against the best team, one of the best teams ever assembled. Mm-hmm. And then now suddenly he's looking at box scores. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and if you look at just the box score, if you didn't watch this game tonight, you may think, well, he did what he said he would do. He got 25 points. Uh, although most of them were picked up at the free throw line. He went four, uh, 14 of 16 at the free throw line. But he, if you watch the game, and I hate saying like, you know, uh, the eye test, but he didn't play well. It was, yeah. I mean, most of the Timberwolves didn't play well tonight. It was a sloppy game uh, up and down the court on both ends. Um, the thing that kept us, uh, it kept Minnesota in the game for most of it was the ability to get to the free throw line. I think... I have this right. In the first quarter, uh, we shot 37%, 37 37.5% from the field, but we were 9 of 11 from the free throw line. We did out-rebound them 17 to 9. This is the first quarter. So at the end Mm -hmm. of the first quarter, we're up 28-19. Right from the get-go, I thought we the the Wolves looked sloppy, bad passing, just kind of lackadaisical for lack of a better term. But we were ahead. 28 to 19 going out of the first. So it just felt like it started sloppy, but 
on paper, Minnesota is the better team. They should just hold on and kind of grind out a win. Sure, but if you you brought up those stats in the first quarter, those essentially those same stats carry over the whole game. We did out rebound them, uh, forty seven to forty six, and the whole game we shot as a team. I think it was like thirty nine, thirty eight point five percent for the game. Is that correct? No, that can't be right. Uh, we shot forty point six percent. So those percentages kind of held up over the game. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know Butler, who prides himself on defense couldn't lock down Booker as the game went on. I mean, he had a couple stretches where Booker, you know, struggled a little bit, but pretty much the whole night Booker was locked in and it didn't seem like the Wolves had any way to stop him. Yeah. And you want to think that, or at least I'd like to think that the Timberwolves just have, sometimes you could call it just bad luck. A team gets hot, things happen. But I go back to... Well, now you look at Detroit, the loss to Detroit doesn't seem as bad as catastrophic. You know, it's a, they're a good team. They're putting, they're, at least early on right now, they're putting together good games. Uh, They're getting contributions from the people they need to. Andre Drummond can hit free throws. Everything is okay in Detroit. The game Mm -hmm. that now, though, sticks out. What I would have called the worst loss of the season before this was the Pacers game. That's where the Pacers shoot over 65% from the field. Um, let me just double check this. But yeah, I Sabonis went top, seven for seven. Their, their top four, I think I did the math, were like 90%. Their top four scorers shot 90% that game. Right. And, so, and they shot nine, as a team, they shot 90% at the rim. Yeah. So it is concerning that. Is that in this early part of the season, teams, and this was an issue last year, is that they shoot extremely well against the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and uh, that is a concern. And then, then to compound that, Minnesota didn't shoot particularly well, especially from outside, four for 20 on the night, uh, and some of the outside shots were pretty dire. It, it mm-hmm. was not a... You know, if you're a Timberwolves fan, you've seen this before. It's just a frustrating game from start to finish. But the difference, at least in some of these games this year, is that we that the Wolves have won those frustrating games. So let's say the Wolves won this, you know, by a couple points. You sweet out, you'd be like, this was a bad game. But hey, even in spite of it all, they get the W. Tonight was yep. different. And I think it was just a couple. Uh, the difference was a few three-pointers. I mean, there's a lot of things that, more than to a this few loss, <laughs> but you know, if Bielitsa hits a few threes and things, and you know, I, I guess I would probably lie to myself and be like, "Hey, everything is actually okay. We're still winning. Wiggins still got his twenty, and uh, I mean, Towns was uh, again. You look at his stat line; it's not terrible, but the the plus minus is, and uh, I, I guess you probably we did talk about how the only net positive people were Bielitsa and Jones. When they came off the bench, uh, Tyus and Bielitsa were great for the most mm-hmm. part. Well, you're, you're jumping into, you're jumping all over the lists on the mm-hmm. likes, dislikes. So let's just jump into kind of some things I had. So, I mean, we'll just briefly touch on the likes because overall it was not <laughs> a good game really. So all of these are kind of things that as we were watching and I was kind of anticipating a win I wrote down these in the light column, but now they kind of seem 
outdated. So the free throw disparity early on was good, and throughout the whole game was pretty good. We mm-hmm. shot, they shot 24, we shot 35. So we ended up making 12 more free throws than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've noticed that uh, end of quarters, and I don't know why end of halves, but I've seen it more at end of halves, is so Booker was on fire again towards the end of the first half. And the Wolves have been coming with the double team or the trap super early in that end of quarter situation, forcing the ball out of you know, their best player's hand. So normally it's that ISO and they get to try to break down somebody off the dribble and get up a shot. This was another time where I've noticed that they kind of send a guy early and we got a deflection. They didn't even get a shot up. So that was good. But again, these are all things that I was hoping would be nice little nuggets on the way to a victory. Um, Butler, I liked his aggressiveness, but his shooting was, again, 5 for 17 from the field. He couldn't really hit anything. I liked his aggressiveness, though. I, and I think with Butler, there were, uh, yeah, the, he was aggressive, but there were his shot selection, and I don't have any specific shots that really stick out, but there were definitely shots where, you know, it's basically a running, you know, he's doing a runner, in, and there's a lot of traffic around him, he, kind mm-hmm. of forcing it up. They're, they're like 20 feet shots, you know, 20 foot shots, and they just weren't great it, the whole game, they the team felt disjointed. It was uh, bad passing, bad spacing, and I, I guess yeah. As far as good early on, I think we the, the Wolves did get the ball movement uh, all right. And and, and the, if I was going to highlight one good thing, would be the bench. Now, Shabazz, Tyus, uh, Nemanja, they came off the bench. They all contributed to varying degrees, but they helped. You know pull a little rally in the second quarter. Uh, so, And it was also interesting given how, uh, I guess if we're going to do a negative, Jeff Teague probably had his worst game as a Wolf this year. Uh, he just was seemed out of it, sloppy. He wasn't playing very good defense, but he, and then on the flip side, he wasn't contributing basically anything on offense. A lot of bad turnovers. Uh, there was one late in the game where he... Let me see if... Yeah, it was fourth quarter, 3.34 to go. Uh, Wolves are holding on to a one-point lead, and Teague just drives into basically a double-coverage situation, and he flails up hoping for a call, loses the ball, and then it's immediately gone to the other end for a, a fast-break dunk. So, And while, while we're on the topic of Teague, yes, so he shot three of ten, uh, six turnovers, negative 23 in this game. Um mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that play that I had you mark and email to me. Uh, yes. Wolves down by three. Do you have it pulled up right now? Yes. Wolves yes, I have it ready down to. by three. Uh, Two forty left. So the Suns are on a nine zero scoring run. So this is like we got to go to whatever our go to play is. We've got to stop the scoring run and we've mm-hmm. got to get this game back to a one point game. So, so just queuing it up. Let's see. So first, it. I'm going to scrub ahead a little bit. Wiggins, Wiggins. drives takes it. Off-balance yeah. shot from the free-throw line. But Teague gets the board. So we're reset. 24-second shot clock. Teague pounds, pounds, pounds. Gets caught in the lane with nowhere to go. So he tosses it back out to Butler. So now we've basically but, reset the play. Like, it's, it's a reset now. With and there's 14 only 10 seconds, seconds on left. the shot clock. Yep. And Booker, who is not supposed to be a good defender, on Butler, who is supposed to be a good offensive player, For whatever reason, Butler sees there's 14 seconds left on the shot clock. He starts going backwards. He's now with 
eight on the shot clock. He is at the center stripe. Yeah, so I'm now watching we've this got, too, and it's just kind of funny because it's confusing what's going on. Because then T comes up like he's going to set a screen. Taj comes up like he's going to set a screen. So now Butler, who has... Apparently Taj wants to push Butler to his right, so towards the baseline, or not the baseline, but the out-of-bounds line on the you know far side of the court. So now Butler's trapped. He There's dribbles three back out. left on the shot clock. Teague has not made himself available at all. He stayed in the same spot for the last 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then Butler has to turn and heave up a 30-footer that just clanks off the backboard. And then they came down. I believe they scored on that next possession. That may have been the one where um, Belly got screened um, off the ball by Chandler to open up the three-pointer. Not sure if that was that play. but Yeah, regardless, that play stuck out to both of us where it's like, we get two, the Wolves get two, two full possessions, possessions effectively, and they get off two terrible shots. Uh, Killing 40 uh, seconds in the process. Right. And at that point, down three. So uh, you don't have to force a three in that situation either. Uh, there's two minutes left in the game. Uh, and Towns is planted in the corner. And, uh, you know, if we want to highlight a negative and, it's worth noting in the national media right now, Towns is getting, you know, uh, a little bit of heat from like the big writers like Zach Lowe, for example, for his bad defense. And uh, uh, Lowe highlighted something that occurs multiple times in this game, which is just kind of the fake defense, which is uh, overexerting on a guy who already went by. So it kind of looks good on paper or just like a quick glance, but really he's out of position. He's going for blocks, uh, flying in for rebounds that he can't get, and it puts the team at a disadvantage. And you sent me a clip where you get that exact thing, Towns flying in for the block. I mean, there's just, I'm watching these plays, and there's just so many gifts you could make out of all of these bad plays, but he's taking off mm-hmm. when the defender that he's, tr- or the offensive player he's trying to block is at the top of their jump, and his mm-hmm. feet are just getting ready to go up. And he's, so then and he's Towns leaping is, from the restricted area. And then, yeah, like you said, Towns is completely out of the play. Len is that right there puts it back. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're being in one regard, he is forcing a bad shot. But the problem is there's no help defense. He was the rim protection. So uh, the ball goes off high off the rim, but then it just creates an easy putback. Uh, yeah. So it, the problem is he's he's too late to the spot. And then he's trying to jump to compensate for being late to the spot. So on that play, he's got to slide over. He's got to recognize the play happening and slide mm-hmm. in to prevent the drive, not suddenly leap over and try to get the big swat. Right. It just he's done that since college, as you could see in that article that you said about Zach Lowe. Mm-hmm. And it's just not improved. And it's sad that this is year three, right? Year yes. three of Carl, year two under Tibbs, and the same bad habits are there. Yeah. And it's and, starting and... to make me wonder about Tibbs system. Is this an antiquated system for how the modern day NBA is playing out? Right. And and it, it's you want to not overreact, but you also don't want to just ignore the issue. And this is a game where 
you would think the Wolves would come in, and they should come in with confidence. The Phoenix Suns are not a great team. Their record reflects it. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Towns is a is a guy who can find his points. But then you look at this, the n- actual numbers. He didn't shoot a single free throw tonight, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, uh, too much in the game, he was kind of just planted in a corner, uh, kind of just floating around. And uh, I don't know... You know, we don't know the personalities and how everything plays out, but you would hope he would almost demand the ball a little bit more in a situation where guys like Butler and Teague are struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, they just it it was just but, you know, it's hard to diagnose a single thing and you can't from one game because this was just sloppy. This was a bad game uh, all over the court defensively. Carl, a minus 27 tonight that led uh, the team. Team Jeff was Teague. minus 27, yeah. Teague was a minus 23. Let's quick talk about, I mean, we're already at the 15-minute mark. The magical mark I'm never going to hit because there's just too much to break down after <laughs> all of these games. Uh, Bielitsa, plus 17. Tyus Jones, plus 15. The Wolves were starting to lose the lead in the third quarter, and they did lose the lead for a while. And mm-hmm. then suddenly we got it back when those two were in. Yeah, I thought and it was interesting that uh, given how Jones had played through most of the time when he was on the court, he wasn't, you know, he was uh, setting guys up and, you know, playing a point guard role as he should. But it was interesting to me that uh, Tibbs sat him down in crunch time and put he let Teague finish out the game, uh, given that he did not have a good game. And given that Tibbs has, when this has happened in other games early in the season, he left Tyus in. And Teague was on the bench for an entire fourth quarter. And everyone was like, what is Tibbs doing? This is our guy. But Tyus, when he is in, it may not always show up in his point total. It sometimes doesn't even show up in his plus minus. Today it did. But the offense runs better. And even though he's a minus defender as far as guarding his guy one-on-one, it's he's just a plus team defender. He's always getting his hands in the passing lanes. He's always smart double teaming when, you know, he's his guy is trying to cut through the lane and Tyus will kind of, you know, cut off the pass, but then also try to get in on the guy dribbling to try to get a hand in there. It's just the defense plays a lot better when he's in there. And it's not something that you can point at uh, an advanced statistic and say, well, his you know, defensive plus minus or whatever. It just looks better. I hate to be yeah, like a baseball scout who's like an old, like he passes the eye test, but you can see it. That everything goes better when Tyus is on the court. Right. And, and, and not to, and we, you know, I don't want to belabor this point, but you know, obviously a lot of Minnesota fans love Ricky Rubio. Uh, mm-hmm. We're never going to get over that love. I hope. He uh, by the way, he went for a 10, eight, seven and five today because Anytime right. Teague has a bad game, I switch over to Utah's stats and just kind of yeah. see what Ricky's up to. Ricky did have a bad game last night, though, to be it's fair. It's like uh, a texting an ex-girlfriend or something. Yes, hey, Ricky, but... you up? But yes, but I will say the thing with Teague is he... We get good Teague and bad Teague. Their game against Miami, very good Teague. Uh, game, like, the game's... Where we've won, basically, we have good Teague. Although in New Orleans, you know, he played 36 minutes, five points. You know, he didn't do a lot. Like, but you, there are times where I think 
for me, Teague is going to be the whipping boy of the season where I just get angry and I blame it everything on him. Tonight yeah. was a game where Jeff Teague was just having, it was just not a good game for him today. And uh, he, he just wasn't making the right passes or he would make the, the decisions he was making and, you know, he was creating a lot of turnovers on his own. It was just a frustrating game overall to watch. Um, but I, you know, I know we're kind of running a little bit long. But if did you have any other closing thoughts? Well, I guess ju- just on the on the Teague thing, Teague was a signing that we did, but it was not supposed to be a guy who makes or breaks a game. But what we've seen is that when we win games, we can win with Teague either being excellent or being just non-existent but anytime he has had a bad game we've been bad so it's not good that we're putting that many eggs in the jeff teague basket that it shouldn't matter if he has a bad game but it seems like his bad games bring down everyone else's game and i guess that's kind of you know what happens when you're a point guard i guess i'm just gonna throw this out here this is probably an overreaction gonna get a lot of eyeball rolls out there in the twitter sphere or a podcast sphere, I guess. Uh, what would it look like with Tyus and Bielitsa starting in place of in place of Taj and Teague? Is that a stupid idea? Is that well, just a, a huge overreaction Biel- to one game? Uh, a slight, or well, yes, but I mean, Bielitsa—he's been solid. He, you know, he didn't get the points necessarily tonight that you would want to see, but the thing that he did bring. Uh, it was like, he's getting in there. He's getting rebounds. Uh, he looks better. I mean, obviously last year he was injured for a good part of it. And he, mm. he, he himself had said, you know, he wasn't himself, but I, I think, you know, Gibson does bring a lot. He's, he's helped us a lot. Uh, but could he also you, be very important, uh, as a bench piece? Yes. I, I think, yeah, well, yes, I think he true. could be a more important bench piece than, Bielitsa is as a bench piece. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I would love to see a little bit of experimentation. I so, mean, it's still early in the season. There's still plenty of time to mess around with rotations. Uh, it does feel, at least right now, too, that the team is still, like, you know, as long as they're keeping a decent record, they're going to keep an open mind as far as flexibility. You know, it's like team first. You yeah. know, it, it's, it, it's where we go on a seven game losing streak where that goes away and people get frustrated. And, and right now too, it is a, there's a stretch of games coming up where it's you at Utah home to San Antonio at Dallas, uh, home Detroit at Charlotte. Those are games, you know, opponents we basically all played already where, you again they, they feel very important because now we go the swing from a five game win streak lost two games uh, utah is a game i could definitely see laying an egg and getting another loss and suddenly it's a three game losing streak and the sky is falling and the the way you said that brings up another point i wrote on my sheet and i guess we'll just kind of end it here is someone said well the wolves are still a better team than phoenix can we stop with the better team or they should be better until they actually do something? This group of players has not accomplished a single thing. I don't know why we're assuming you put Jimmy Butler on this team 
that consistently wins 20 or 30 games and you're a good team. I think we need to chill no, out on this until we actually see some defense from Towns. Uh, Wiggins actually has not been that big of a problem. I would have assumed if there was some turmoil as far as the direction of the team, it would have come from Wiggins' place on the court. But I think Wiggins has been our MVP so far. But I agree. I, I'm just... I don't know why we're jumping to, well, the Wolves are a good playoff team. I don't, I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to say they're a playoff team. Yeah, I think it was based off, you know, you win those two Oklahoma City games, the Wolves rip off a couple more wins, they start feeling confident, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. But I agree. We The Wolves have not made the playoffs in a long time. They haven't done anything. So uh, it's kind of just weird expectations and then you look at the standings and you think oh they're locked in everything's okay but you're right i i I think people both were willing to uh, kind of dog the wolves before the season started but then also get ahead of themselves and feel extra confident where you know we're not we're barely over 10 games into the season It, it there's so much left to go for like if they go on a sudden losing streak and we're on the outside looking in it, you know we can't hang our hat on anything mm-hmm. you know I, I absolutely agree it's a, it's one game at a time which is such a sports cliche but obviously the wolves just dropped again to the suns and that's yeah. something that you can't have happen it is a thing to worry about if you're battling for the eighth seed in the west or higher you know they have their eyes on five six but I mean, even to get the eighth seed, you can't lose a game like this. You can't right. You can't miss the layups, and we missed the layup tonight. Uh, and other, just the last note I had, too, is the Wolves are still figuring themselves out, so we were supposed to kind of forgive them for that. But other teams now are also starting to figure out what these Wolves are, and they realize no one can shoot. We do not have long-distance shooters, and that is going to be a problem Long run. Who do you trust to take a three on this team? Bielitsa? And he plays 10 minutes a game. So where is your three-pointer going to come from when you need it? Teague had a wide open one, missed it. Shabazz had a wide Mm -hmm. open. And I mean wide open. These are Mm -hmm. pros that need to hit those shots. Other teams have pros that hit those shots. Three or four of them on the team. We don't have a single guy I trust to hit a three when it matters. Yeah, no, it's a it is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, team teams are going to adjust to that and not guard us on the perimeter and they're going to bring it all in as we kind of saw today. It seemed like they kind of crowded the paint and made it hard for these guys to get around. We did draw a lot of fouls, but when you start playing more disciplined teams, they're going to wall up and it's just it's going to be tough if we can't get any spacing and there's no remedy for it on this roster. Yeah, we're still near the bottom of the league for three-point shots attempted in a game. And that's not good. Uh, Not in this NBA. Uh, And as far as three-pointers made, we're also near the bottom. So these are problems. Uh, And I think... The next couple of games are huge. I, I the, the Utah game on Monday now suddenly feels uh, like this referendum on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm sure Ricky Rubio will have a, an amazing game and make us jealous. So yep. I can't wait. Did you hear the um, 
Tom Hanneman joke as they went to break today? No, I didn't. He was talking about how the Wolves take on Utah Jazz coming up. He wonders if Ricky will bring his A game. This is not good. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ricky does do that, so I'll give him that. But uh, we better yes. wrap it up here. It is getting pretty long. Uh, so Wolves lose 118 to 110. We out rebounded them. We turned the ball over seven less times than they did. We shot 12 more free throws, and we lost by eight on the road. Mark yes. Haley was there trying to bring that Ish. magic from last year when he was on TV hassling Marnie Gellner with his Baz Buckets chants, but I have a feeling the, the Suns fans in his section probably enjoyed giving it back to him a little bit tonight as the game wore on. Yeah, shout out to Mark Haley. I'm glad he made TV again. <laughs> Oh, he's becoming a legend in these parts. But uh, unfortunately, Wolves could not pull off the W. Instead, it goes to the Phoenix Suns. Like Scott has referenced, the next game for the Wolves is against the Utah Jazz in Utah against Ricky Rubio on Monday night. We'll be back then. We have a special new guest Monday night that we'll talk to. I'll leave you in suspense, but you may have heard his voice before. Not on my podcast, but on actual radio. So... We'll leave you hanging with that. Make sure you tune in after the game. Monday night, Wolves take on the Jazz. Wolves trying to get that W. We'll see you Monday night.